With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback 480. It is... I don't even remember what night it is. Monday night. It's Monday night, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's Monday night. It's the 23rd of September. I'm brutal. I'm absolutely awful. I'm like, I should write this stuff down. Um, but no, you're very welcome. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Periscope, don't forget to share the broadcast. I um, Share it on Periscope. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the bell icon. All that sort of stuff. And you know how it works. This show, of course, is brought to you by Paddy Power. Paddy Power is a bookies. It's a website. It's an app. It's it's everything you need for your bookies needs. Um, if you want to gamble, if you're thinking about gamble, try Paddy Power. It has all your odds on Liverpool football in general, all sports, everything else. You know, you know the drill by now. If you if you gamble, gamble responsibly. If you don't gamble, disregard what I've said. Um, it's the same thing I say every night. If anyone has any suggestions how I can change the wording to that so I don't sound like it's Groundhog Day every day, um, yeah, send it in and I'm, I'm more than willing to use it. Um, with me tonight, I have the king of the quiz. It's Chris Brack. Chris, how are you, my man? I'm good, thanks, Gaff. How are you, mate? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, you're at the women's football at the weekend, is that right? I was, I was. How did you get on? Uh, they got beat uh, 3-2 by Sheffield United, who were in the division below. So it was a bit disappointing. Cup game? It is. It's uh, it's a bit, stri- a bit different than women's football. There, there's the League Cup. Mm-hmm. You're put into a, uh, like a, a mini league of like six, uh, five teams. So mm-hmm. you play each other once, and then the top two go through. Okay. And, then it goes, and then it goes to a knockout stage. But the weird thing they do is, if the game finishes a draw... Uh, it goes straight to penalty shootouts, mm-hmm. and if you win the penalty shootout, you get an extra point. So it does make the games a bit more exciting. Where are they playing the home games? Uh, Prenton Park at the moment. Oh, so along with the twenty trees. Yes. Okay. And going into those games, is there offers on season ticket holders, members, stuff like that? Yeah, if you're a men's season ticket holder or fan card holder, you get it for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to rock up on the day, I think it's uh, five six quid for adults and about three quid for kids. That's good, isn't it? I think, I think the family tickets are like. 14 quid for a family of four so it it is really cheap I mean me and my daughter go we have a season ticket and for us I think it's just over 50 quid for the two of us for the entire season oh, so that's, it's, yeah that's for nothing then I suppose it's an easier game to go to the women's game than you know the men's game you know it's, it's probably easier to get there park yeah. get in around the ground stuff like that yeah there's a lot more integration because the crowds aren't as big though they are getting bigger you know it, it, there's, not, there's not as much segregation unless you go somewhere like Man City, where it is, they play that academy stadium, so it is a bit more segregated. Yeah, yeah. All the um, all the ultras at each end of the ground during those big games, you know, there could be trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's the quality like? What's the quality like? Decent things. It's really good. Um, you know, it's it's as you've seen with the World Cup, it's a, it's a ever growing. You know, it's uh, really entertaining. It's, it's it's still to me, it's just like the men's game. You still end up ranting and raving at 
how crap officials are, you know, who your favourite player is, all that sort of stuff. The big difference probably, because you can't do this in the men's game, is uh, after the game, you could always wait at the at the bottom and the players always come, selfies, autographs with, with kids and families. You know, so, so for my daughter, it's great. She goes out regularly amongst the players, will always say hello, so always recognise her and talk to her. You know, so it's the equivalent, yeah. if I was six now, Mo Salah see me every game and saying hello to me after every game. In yeah. my daughter's eyes, that's what the women are to her. They're like her, Mo Salah, her. Sadio Mane so it's really really good like that yeah it sounds really good and as you said easy to get to cheap to get in um, good quality players you know you get close to the players and stuff like that sounds like a good day out actually it really does um, I just thought I'd ask you about that because I did see you were, at, you were at the game over the weekend how do you think the Liverpool ladies will do over the season is it, is it early doors in the season I'm not going to pretend I follow what they do but is, um, is it early doors in the season it's early, it's early doors but it, I think it's going to be tough this year I mean the, the top three are Arsenal, City, Chelsea. They're probably like the men, probably like City, Liverpool in the men's league. They're miles away. No one's catching them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the big problem with the women's game is there probably isn't enough investment in players. You know, yeah. there's good players coming in, but in my opinion, the squad they've got probably not big enough. The players they got are great. I just they probably could just do a couple more. Like like every fan, I always think they need more. So I think it's going to be a bit a bit of a tough slog. Yeah, well, look, I suppose. Um... I do. I, anything I've seen on the on the women's football, do do players change clubs an awful lot? Yeah, from the regulars I speak to, have been going watching women's football a lot longer than me. Most players' contracts are like a year, two years, so the turnover of players is normally quite big. Unfortunately for Liverpool, last summer they had, I think it was like fourteen players leave. It was a bit of a. Was that anything a, to do with? What, did United start a, t- a team last season? Yeah, that took a lot of them. Yeah. Quite a lot of them went to United. Uh, I mean, most of our players have left. Most have gone to United. They've gone to Chelsea. They've gone to City. So they've all gone to, you know, clubs that are quite quite well established. Quite good, yes. You've, you've lost a lot of quality players yeah. to, to clubs that are probably ahead of Liverpool at the moment anyway. I, uh, would I be right in saying that? Yeah, at the moment, sadly. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the hope is they're going to get back to where they were, you know, winning things again. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Roy, I just yeah, as I said, I just thought I'd ask you about that because I've seen you there at the weekend. Um, I want to touch on a few things tonight. I can just let you know that Barry Carr on the chat is dead. Um, uh, no, sorry, he did a great deed last night. He's not, in fact, dead. Sure, if he was dead, he wouldn't be able to comment. He is drunk. Um, he's most definitely drunk. Stephen in Cork is, is definitely drunk. Um, Stephen's always drunk, um, and I like him for it. Um, let me see... If there's any comments you want to send in, whether it be random random questions, we're always up for. Um, any comments on, on Liverpool, you know yourself, you know how this works. So anything at all, throw it in there. If I can find anything I want to shout out, I absolutely will. Just, um, Chris, just moving on, I suppose the, the FIFA best team, I don't, I don't even know what this fucking was tonight. Um, uh, people were saying, is it the Ballon d'Or, is it not? But... Uh, you know, Jurgen Klopp gets um, coach of the year. Does a nice speech. Um, it's a nice, it's a nice little trophy for him to have, isn't it? To, to you know, as a, I suppose a little, a little, not a token. It's not a token, but it's it's something that you can say. Look, there's something to show for for what he's done at Liverpool over the last couple of years, and particularly in the last twelve months. Great to see um Great to see him get it. Yeah, it's good. Probably good for him on a personal level. I mean. I think people get a bit too het up on these uh, opinion awards. You know, I think the biggest thing that came out of Jurgen Klopp's speech, what I saw on 
Twitter was. He's joined. Um, oh, what's that? Is it uh, that charity where he'll oh, donate yeah. Yeah. Bob cents wage uh, to charity? Like uh, I think one matters done in players like that. That's probably the best thing that came out of it. And I believe the speech from the whose oh, name is basically the American Lady One Player of the Year. Oh uh, yeah, Rap- she did a speech about uh, equality, you know, praising Raheem Sterling, Koulibaly. You know, that was, that was, they were probably the two most interesting things that came out of it. But the rest is just like, you know, this player, that player. I don't really get too heads up over it. I mean, the team's comical, I think, anyway, that they've picked. Yeah, the, the, Kevo Sullivan says the best 11 was shocking and makes a mockery of the night. I think Marcelo's in there at left back. I can't understand how, how Andy Robertson isn't down as the best left back in, in Europe in 2019. Yeah, I mean, this, I know it's a Liverpool podcast, this won't be popular, but uh, yeah, there's loads of Real Madrid play, there's players now who didn't do very well yet. I don't think there are any City players in there. I mean, but like it or not, they are a team that's averaged 99 points for the last two yeah, years, yeah. and none of their players get in. I don't know how Raheem Sterling isn't in there. Yeah, Sterling. Or, or Bernardo Silva. Yeah, they're Brian. two players you go, I've got, to shout, I've got to shout for it. You yeah. know, so it does seem funny, but like Ramos, Modric get in when Real Madrid have been... Pretty average by their standards. And, and what way is the voting done on this? And like you see, I do this podcast, right? I I read a lot about Liverpool, but you know, when it comes to these things, I kind of look at them and go, "Oh yeah, they're on." But I don't go in and look into how. Like, how's the voting? Do you know how the voting is done in this? Well, I've just seen a few people on social media. It, it, it seems to apply. It's a bit like uh, the Premier League one. I think the players vote. Okay. For each other, right? You know what I mean? I mean, the, the rumor is that Ronaldo and Messi Messi voted for Salah and Mane. You right. know, Van Dyke voted for Messi. Mm-hmm. Uh, how they found this information out, I don't know. But yeah. I think that's how it's done. Yeah. I've seen uh, Barry Carter saying that Samuel Eto'o, before it was asked about uh, the best player, and he mentioned Salah and Mane. It's just, you know, uh, uh, when you're looking at the best team um, in the... in Is a world football? I presume it is with FIFA, is it? Is a world football that they're voting on tonight? Or it's not, it's not the world player of the year. It's Is it the best... Players in Europe over the 2019. I'm, I'm, I'm completely lost on it. Yeah, I assume it's best players in Europe. I, I feel like I haven't paid too much interest. I didn't even know it was happening until I saw it flash up before. Yeah, you see, I, I'm like you. Um, I, I'm not a massive fan of these um, kind of award ceremonies. Like, we only had one a couple of weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? So what's this one for? You know what I mean? It's it, so it's it's. I think it was the Champions League one, wasn't it? Um, a couple of weeks ago, and then this one is a FIFA one, and the Ballon d'Or then is I don't know when the Ballon d'Or is going to be and stuff like that. Um, were you surprised Messi got it over Van Dijk? Um, probably not. No, it's it generally those sort of rewards they tend to give it to a, a striker. I mean, he has got something like fifty goals, won a league. Got to Champions League semi-final, so it's it's, it's not bad. Mm. You no, know, it's, it's not bad. No, no, it's not bad. So you know, it was probably going to be one of, one of them too. So generally, I would think if, it, if it's between a striker and an attacker, it tends to be a striker that wins it. Yeah, Stephen Max says it's a clown show. Um, it, it just came across to me that you know, don't get me wrong, I, I like the one thing I did like about it, like they're picking another team there again tonight. You know, when I was kind of going, what's this team for? Now the manager of the year thing. Uh, you know, and this may sound ridiculous, you know, like Klopp won it, I'm delighted for him, do you know what I mean? And I, I can't remember another award being given out like this in the last while, I could be completely wrong there, he probably could have handed a half dozen out in the last six months, but I, I did like the fact Klopp gets the recognition, but th- this whole t- best team again, and it's it's stuff like that, and let's be honest about it, whether it's world or European, even if you go to a world level, 
you're not going to get someone out of the MLS being in the team of the year. You know the kind of way it is. Europe, it's it's majority of it is based on European football, regardless of what the award is called. But I, I was really happy for Jurgen Klopp. You know, um, and and when I seen him get it, it was a lovely speech. Um, he talks well about Liverpool, the club, the fans, the staff, the the players, the owners. He talks really nice about them. Um, and I, I, when I was watching him, I was thinking, you know, something. We got all this off about Jurgen Klopp when he was um, in the lead up to the Champions League final. You know, he's been in so many finals and he can't win them and and stuff like that. But for him to walk away with that, all right, he has a Champions League medal. He can call himself a European Cup winner, European Cup winner manager. But him to walk away with that award, I thought, you know what, great. Because if that shuts a few more people up, absolutely great. But the one thing that came over from me, Chris, was... I, I watched the speech probably twice, three times, just to, you know, fully concentrate on it and watch it. Do you know something, Chris? The, the more you watch this, the more you think, please let that man stay at the, this club for as long as we can possibly hold on to him. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, that, that's what, that's the ideal for us, isn't it? We just like him to stay as long as possible. He just seems to fit us very, very well. Yeah, he absolutely does. He's just a perfect fit. The way he speaks about everyone around the club is just is just brilliant. So, well done to him. I think Allison is in the team of the year, wasn't he? Uh, Van Dijk was in the team of the year, and then as we said, some of the selections were were outrageous. But look, um, we done a show. I, last... I, yeah, go on, Chris. I, go on. I, I look forward to Guardiola's next press conference. I'm sure he'll. I'm sure he'll bring it up. Oh yeah, he'll probably bring his award he got the year before last or whatever <laughs> he got. He'll bring his award and stick around the table, you know. Um, but he's not interested in Liverpool. You know, something like that. Um, but we done a show last night, Chris, um, the Fatback 4 show with Matt and Grizz. Um, we kind of done a, a review of the, of the and reaction to the Chelsea game yesterday. Um, but I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Uh, for me, um, decent first half, took our chances, got away with one for the offside one. And, well, not got away with one. That's the rules, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um I say apparently because I'm still not convinced by this at all. Um, and Tammy Abraham has a good chance where Adrian saves. Second half, ran out of legs for me after 70, and but dug in well to win. I said it last night on the show. To me, that's a massive, massive sign that this Liverpool side are going to go all the way again this season. Um, what did you make of it overall? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think at one point I thought we were going to if we got our, that Firmino chance in it, if we got to a quick 3-0 just after half time, so it probably would have been a comfortable win. But hindsight is a wonderful thing. That result probably is more of a kick in the teeth for City than, they, than we probably realised because you would think if you're a City fan, you've just beat Watford 8-0, you'll probably look at Liverpool-Chelsea and oh, they might drop points here because Chelsea is always a tough game. So the fact that we've grinded out a tough 2-1 will probably be a bit of a... Probably something they'll have gone... I'd expect Liverpool to drop points there. Uh, but no, I, on the whole, I was quite pleased. I thought the last probably 20 minutes was a bit bit closer for comfort than we would probably have liked. But on the whole, I thought Liverpool were pretty professional. I thought I thought possibly Grizz was a little bit bit overcritical of Liverpool. I think, I think you know, coming straight from Napoli and there's only one change from the Napoli game. You know, he, he always goes to his trusted midfield in these sort of games. I thought Liverpool you know, did what they had to do. Which it's probably a sign of Liverpool we ha- we haven't always seen is this grinding results out, which is probably what you know we've always wanted to Liverpool to get a bit better at. Yeah, no, the the grinding of the result I thought was amazing. You know, like if Liverpool had played really well in that second half and came out with a two one, you know, you'd be going, mm. oh, we played really well, but we still even though playing well, we 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 got away with one. But I thought 
don't get me wrong, the first 10 minutes of the second half, I thought we were really good. I thought we were going to put them away. Firmino has a great chance. Kepa makes a fantastic save. And then there's one where Alexander-Arnold is reeled offside. I'm not too sure if he is. I, and Kepa saves him from his own player, I think, going back on the line. I think if that had went in and been reviewed, I think it would have stood as a goal. So Liverpool were really good in those first 10 minutes. But then the drop-off was it was a marked drop-off for me. Um, and the subs told that story. You know, Henderson put in a massive shift away at Napoli. Um, he comes off. I think Milner comes on. Um, you know, is it, is it Gomez comes on for Salah? And yeah, it goes because I, I think probably and Lallana comes on for Mane, wasn't it? Yeah, I think uh, I think Milner came off for Mane earlier. I think Mane sorry, Milner for injured. Mane. Sorry, Lallana for Henderson. I had them in the yeah. wrong order. But for, I, you know, it's it's just the the, the lack of legs showed. Now the, the substitutions to me made sense. Not so much the Lallana one, but it, it could make sense in the fact that if you get him the ball, he's good at holding on to it. But just to play. I said it last night, 6 out of 10 overall, go away to a Chelsea side that's on the rise a little bit with Frank Lampard and gaining in confidence, gaining in the style of play they're doing. To go and win that, as you said, it is a massive kick in the teeth. Not a massive kick in the teeth, but it's another it's another show to see you saying, listen, we don't even have to play well here and we're going up against these top six sides and we're doing the job. Yeah, I mean, if you put it the other way around, if we were five points behind, we just got a big win against Watford and then we see City... Get a tight two-one win. Mm. We'd all be we'd all be deflated by it and take it as a kick in the teeth. You know, I mean, it's five points this early in the season doesn't really mean very much to be honest because that can be turned over very quickly. But it's a positive place to be. I suppose what it did show with the Manny knock was that was probably a game where you probably wish you had an Origi to bring off the bench. That probably that's a sort of game. Same with Napoli. That probably would have suited an Origi for the last twenty minutes just to be direct on the left wing and just run at plays, which. That's not Milner's game, in fairness to him, and it's not Wijnaldum's game. That's probably a game where you probably could have done like the Origi option off the bench. Yeah, um, Stephen is saying that the feed is brutal. I presume you're on YouTube. Uh, for me, it's absolutely fine. I have it on the phone beside me. It looks absolutely fine, Stephen. I think you need to uh, you need to put fifty pence in the meter. Um, I think that's that's what's going on there. But uh, six wins out of six, Chris. Before we move on to having a look at MK Dance, six wins out of six. Um, we European Super Cup won. Um, we've a we've a good, decent run of games now. You know we've Sheffield United, we've Leipzig. You know just, just and I, I look up the rest of them, but it is a crucial time in the season towards the next uh, international break, and then I think it's United after that. Um, when we look towards MK Dons now, for you as a one of those where as many players have started that game yesterday don't start on Wednesday night. Would that be would that be your view on it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think apart from Adrian, yeah, I, I can see I can see a brand new eleven. Yeah, just talk to Kelleher getting his debut. Uh, well, well, go for if he does. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of rotating the keeper sometimes. Cause I'm sort of thinking how much strain is it put on the keeper really? Cause most time, we, yeah, there isn't the worry. Thing. The worry you have is is that we have a keeper out. Our second keeper is in goal. If something happens to him, we're looking at Kelleher then going into league game away. Leipzig, you know, it's it's it starts to get very very. Uh, I think it's getting very dicey if you're if you're risking a, a, your second keeper um, when you don't have to really. Mm. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I just I'm just thinking if you're going to throw a young keeper in, you probably want a bit more experience in front of them, and you don't really want to play the likes of Matip and Van Dijk really in those sort of games. But 
I don't. I assume it'd be Gomez Lovren as the middle two. I would have thought. Yeah, I think what we do is we'll have a little chat about it and we'll try to come up with a team between us because North Redder says, "Can we have a quick word on that anti-Liverpool twat, Martin Tyler? Could he be more obvious?" L- lads, I'm telling you for ages. I'm telling you since the start of the season. Stop watching the games on Sky. Um, if you can get a feed from America, watch it. Um, if you can get it with Peter Drury or something doing it. Martin Tyler yesterday. Chris, I don't know if you watched her on I the show, right? Yeah, okay, I okay yeah. so 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 let's go through Martin Tyler now. You have to remember what Martin Tyler is, the way he goes on. Um his his disappointment when Liverpool do well, it's it's so obvious, right? So we so Trent scores a goal yesterday and he's like, Oh, oh amazing. But there's no kind of let me put it this way. If Paul Pogba Yes, yeah, if Pogba sticks Pogba down the top corner. It's, you know, he would have been raving for fucking 15 minutes afterwards, right? He calls the offside decision pedantic. Okay. Oh, he said he's offside, but, you know, what someone's like, he, that's, you know, inches offside. It's, um, you know, it's unfair. But even when you watch the replay, as soon as they on the first replay, you went, he's offside. Yeah. He didn't need to get the line out, you know. Yeah. If it was like the Son one against Leicester, where it was about three inches offside. His elbow or something like that, yeah. yeah. They're the ones I can understand you going, that's really pedantic, you know, how much you've actually get to three inches. But it, from first view, you went, he's offside. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a close, it wasn't that close. Yeah. And you see, a lot of people say to me, like, when I'm talking to them about Martin Tyler, and it's usually United fans when I talk to them, they go, ah, no, you're, you're reading too much into that. North Red says his commentary conduct is now trending. It's trending on Twitter every time he, he does a... Um, Every time he does a match involving Liverpool, you know, like they 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 score a second, and you can hear, you can nearly hear his um his disappointment, you know, is is, yeah. and then he, he gets excited when Kante scores, and he's hoping and hoping and hoping, and it's just, listen, I, I've I've said it before, I'll say it again, and like I literally, I I didn't, I watched it um yesterday, I did watch it on Sky yesterday, uh, but I literally turned around when the whistle came on and turned it off after the whistle. You know, um, because I can't listen before and after. I just can't, you know, and I have to put up a toilet. I'd usually have the telly quite low when he's on, you know, that way. Um, but you, we just have to get used to it. That's the way it is. I've said it before. It, it, there's a certain, there's a certain group within the media, pundits, former players, this and that, that are terrified of what Liverpool could do if they go and win a league title. And it's all because they, they grew up watching Liverpool dominate English football. And then United came along and United was a nice change and it coincided with Sky arriving on the scene and Sky made so much money off United being, being the, the, the big juggernaut they were, you know, but a certain, I suppose, if, if you're a certain age and you're a, a former footballer, um, a pundit, a, a journalist, um, or, or a presenter in the media or indeed a commentator, yeah, all you have to do is look at Tyler, look at Andy Gray, Richard Keyes, um, they all, they all rode the, the United juggernaut. And now I think they, they, they probably think, oh, we're going back to the, we're going back to the mid, uh, you know, we're going back to the seventies and eighties here. If, uh, if Liverpool go and win a league, they could go on and, and be, um, absolutely flying, you know. Um, but, off that again, let's go back to MK Dons. The, the competition itself, um, is a one that you'd like to see Liverpool go, go far in and, and use it as a way of keeping squad players fresh. And maybe if you get to a semi and a final, you could bring in more force team players. That's usually the route that big sides take. Um, is it something you'd like to see us have a good go at? Um, I think it depends who you get, really. Because if, if you end up getting like a draw like City got, where it's a bit more routine, then 
yeah, it's great because then you can give squad players a run out. I mean, we're a bit hampered, I suppose, with this. Uh, is, this it? is it the EFL Cup where older 23s are in? Because I get the impression there's a couple of kids we would have liked to have played, but we're, we're playing Fleetwood the same day. So that's great scheduling. So we, we can't even use that. But at, at the moment, I just, uh, probably in the last couple of years, my mindset's changed. I, I, as long as it doesn't impact how we do in the league or the Champions League, they're the two I want us to do well in. Yeah, uh, because I'm 36. You know, last time I looked at one league, I was six, seven, so I have no real memory of it. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I've always I'm a bit like anything that does that. The, the big thing I the only big thing with the league that I find hampers us is the semi. If, if you get to a semi final, it's two legs in January, just after the Christmas run. Yeah, and I always seem to think that seems to really hamper us. Yeah, unless you get. Albion. Yeah, and yeah, I know what you're saying. When you're starting into isn't it around February, and you might have, and especially when you look at Liverpool in this World Club Cup Championship, whatever the name is behind it, you're having the West Ham game. I know is being moved, so that may be moved into they try move that into a slot midweek when they can. And if you're going into a semi final, then you know it's it's um it starts getting really really heavy trans um fixture wise you know that kind of way it's a fair point but I think for me I think I'd like to see us go out against MK Dons um, pick a team that I feel would be strong enough to go and win but but the one thing I want to see is I want to see players that are given an opportunity against MK Dons on Wednesday the likes of Vera Lalana, Oxley chamberlain Brewster uh, Lovren even LaRucci whoever Gomez I want to see them come out and put absolutely everything into it you know and Try stake a claim. Shakiri is another one that Maverick mentions there. I really want to see them come out and go, you know what, we're good enough for this force team. I'm going to show Jorgen Klopp and let it be used as, you know, a nearly nearly trial games, you know, where you can say, oh, he's really doing well. Bring him in, use him, you know, drop him in and out of the squad because we will have to rotate as it goes on. Um, Barry Carr reckons that Stephen runs a lava lamp fetish website. If you do, fair play to you. I hope you're making a few quid off it. Um, <laughs> it's completely up to you. If anyone has any random questions, we're going to do about another seven or eight minutes. Any random questions, uh, throw them in. Absolutely throw them in and we'll have a look at them. Um, but let's pick a team between us um, and let's have a look, Chris, at... Are we going to disagree on goalkeeper? You'd like to see Adrian and I go with Kelleher? Yeah, I think we'll stick with that, yeah. Okay, so you're having Adrian, I'll have Kelleher. Uh, back four... I'm going to go Hoover, Gomez, Lovren, LaRucci. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, okay. You're, you're happy with that? You'll agree with that? Yeah, the only one I thought is, I, partly because I've forgotten about LaRucci, was if, he, if he'd stick Milner at left back for a bit more experience, because I'm assuming Cater's fit. Yeah, but I think um, I think he's going to play. I don't know if Cater will get in. That was the interesting one for me. So midfield, I was going to put in... I was going to go with Milner, uh, Lalana, Oxley, Chamberlain. Yeah, I, I could see, I could see that. I mean, it, I suppose it's how for caters. It could be a perfect age to throw him in okay. uh, potentially, but it's if he's fit. If he, obviously he's only just started training. Okay, and then up front, I'm thinking Shakiri, uh, Brewster, and then you're going to have to fit somebody else in there. Um, Maybe you'll see someone like a Cordis Jones come in and play a game. I'm not too sure. Then again, he could he could stick one of the big boys in up front to play with those two. But I think I think I wouldn't. I'd be all right with Jones, Brewster, Shakiri. Yeah, um, 
I oh. the other options if Cater's fit yes. does he just do a four mid does he do a four mid film just and play Bruce Shakiri up front are we assuming Origi's out are we we're assuming Origi's out I think it was going to be a couple of weeks so I'm going to presume he's out if he goes right, so. if he goes with Cater he could do he could go uh, Milner Cater Lalana and Paroxley Chamberlain up front yeah with Shakiri and Bruce but some team mm. like that I think is is absolutely fine don't you. I think that's fine. Ideally, I'd like us to have a couple, at least a couple of the regular first teams on on the bench. So one of the front three, you could take your pick. Well, it won't be Manny because he's probably got an injury maybe for me now. Mm. And a couple, maybe something like a Henderson and a Ronaldo on the bench. I think it's mo- I think it's, it's most likely if the, one of the front three is on the bench, I think it'd be Salah. Possibly. I think just with, with Firmino after being away and the long trip back, and he has played the game since. I think um, having to come on against Newcastle that time, he plays in Napoli, he plays the weekend. I think Salah had the time off during the international break. I think it might be Salah. Um, but I, I think you're right. A couple of those players thrown in on the bench, no problem there. Because I, I'm I'm only thinking of the Chelsea game and I think we did look a bit leggy with, with 20 to go. And that's 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 to be expected. I think people forget Napoli, it wasn't, a, it, the conditions weren't great. It was a heavy pitch, you know, the kind of way it was, it was harder than, than it normally would, you know, on a standard night where the, the pitch is in perfect condition and, and you know, it's it's a lot easier to run on. It's not as heavy on the legs. So, um one of those. Maverick says Jones for Origi. He he likes Jones in there as well. Barry Carr wouldn't alter the shape. He'd stay at the shape. Um, Maverick does say that Ox doesn't play well up front. Yeah, I I do agree with you. So what I might what I would suggest then is if if it's going to be Milner, um, say Keita. If Keita was to play, um, keep Oxley Chamberlain in the mid midfield and put Lalana up front, and put him back yeah. to the position that he probably played his best football in under Klopp. Yeah, he could do. Or if he goes forty-three-one, he could play Lalana and Milner as the holders, which he keeps talking about. Milner, uh, Lalana as a six. Mm. <coughs> well, he, he could. Then, yeah, he give, yeah. Go on. And then he might give the likes of Shakiri and Chamberlain a little bit more freedom to, other than a three behind Bruce, so they can interchange, be a bit, you know, yeah. a bit more free. Yeah, he could do that. He could do that. It, it, there is options there for a four-two-three-one. There's always options for a four-two-three-one on the Liverpool side, if because like even at the weekend, if you wanted to, you could have you could have played you know Fabinho and Wijnaldum and, and played Henderson a little bit ahead, and then mm-hmm. played the lads you know um, two of them each side of him with, with Firmino up front. You can always do something like that. Barry Carr says Herbie Kane. Um, he's been in a couple of squads, hasn't he? Herbie Kane, or he's, he's been. He, I think he's been training with them. Um, so yeah, he he might, he may be an option. We'll have to wait and see. But the bench will be interesting. Um, you know, you always think of the likes of Woodbourne and stuff, but he's away on loan, and so there's a couple of players might might get a chance. Um, and we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Northrest, big... sorry, go on, Chris, go on. Yeah, that's what's a big positive. You think during the where the FA Cup under close it, or he plays it Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Only had to rest players there. I mean, the average age of squad was like sixteen. Oh, was that Exeter? Yeah, that was excellent. You know, we had like uh, Enrique as captain. Enrique was like, playing, and yeah, it was it was a mad team. You know, at least now we can make eleven changes, and there's still like a lot of internationals there, a lot of experienced players that we can go. You know, it's it's not like we're throwing in a lot of unknowns everyone's never heard of. Yeah, do you know, do you know something like North Red here says he was at the Carabao Cup game against Chelsea last year, and he's never left Anfield happier after the defeat. He feels it's, <laughs> a, it's a fixture nightmare come February. Yeah, we, I think myself and Chris agree on that, and I always say it. When I say, you know, 
let's go and, and, and have a look at this competition and maybe blood some youngsters in or, or, you know, fringe players around the squad or even players that are in the 18 that aren't getting on the pitch a lot, like Lalana, like Bruce or like Shakiri, try use that as a as a little bit of a, a buffer to the first team, you know, and give them the minutes. But I always come back to if this in any way affects their league form, knock it on the head because I'm completely and utterly tunnel vision when it comes to the league. I really, really am. Um, I think uh, I think that's about it for about it for us. Um, what was I going to say to you, Chris? Oh yeah, give me a prediction for Wednesday night. Two uh, one Liverpool. Two one Liverpool. Um, a few nerves towards the end and stuff like that. A few Liverpool they- fans hope. Does this go straight to penalties if it's a draw after ninety? I hope so. Yeah, so do I. Um, <laughs> I think I think up to a certain round it does, and then once it goes quarter final, I think it does do extra time. I could be wrong on that, but I do have a feeling this will be um, this will be ninety minutes or straight to penalties. Hopefully, we don't need it. Um, yeah, that's about it for us, uh, Chris. Thanks a million for joining us. That's all right, no problem. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Um, what have we got this week? Tomorrow night, uh, Damo Flood, that was with me last Tuesday after the Napoli game. He's going to join me tomorrow to talk a little bit more about MK Dons and any um, anything else that comes up. Um, Chris Pajak from the Redman TV will be with me Wednesday after the game. Um, he's going to do a little review of the game with me at 10pm on Wednesday, providing me though going to penalties. But listen, as soon as the game's over, the game is scheduled to be over at around half nine. On Wednesday, uh, we'll come on at 10. If it goes on till 5 to 10, 10 o'clock, we'll come on at 10 past, or 5, you know, 10, 15 minutes past 10. Um, 10, 15 minutes past 10. Could I not just say quarter past 10, no? Um, but, um, yeah, Chris Pajak uh, from the Redman TV is going to come in after the game and talk to me on Wednesday. So um, you did ask for Chris Pajak. I went and talked to Chris Pajak. He says, yeah, no problem, lad. Um, and I said, great, talk to you Wednesday. So, you see, when you ask, I do go and ask these people. So anyone you have and you want to speak, want me to speak to, um, keep them flowing in, and I'll uh, I'll do my best to get them. But look, that's been the um, that's been the Fatback Four Daily for tonight. That's been myself, Gav. That's been my guest, Chris. Um, we've had a nice little chat. Um, enjoy the rest of your Monday night. We will talk to you again tomorrow at ten pm. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.